another way that you can celebrate is you can do what they call a dumb supper. Yes, absolutely. So you can prepare foods with, with the ones that are mentioned. You can Google and find some other ones that you like and make a supper. And you have a place setting for your ancestors, your family, your deities, or whoever you're working with. And then you have a meal with yourself and you are intentionally just sitting and just eating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And make that a ritual as well. But you, And you can do that anytime. Yes. It doesn't have to be just. Yes. Oh, and that is such a great idea. And it's called a dumb supper because it's often done like without speaking. But um, I but I've heard many people that don't do it that way. They just have, you know, you're setting the place with your family and you're just having this really great meal. Um, you know, with you, you've set places for your people and it could still be loud and raucous. And you're like just maybe remembering old times with your family members who have passed on. I'm Witchy. And I'm Woo. Welcome to the Witchy and Woo podcast with your hosts, Aunt Carla and Emperor Shoshana. Join us each episode as we conjure up conversations about magic, lore, energy, and more. Must be the season of the witch. Must be the season of the witch. (laughs) Hello, Emperor Shoshana. How are you today? I am doing stellar today, Aunt Carla. How are you? I am fantastic, thank you. So, it is that time of the year. It is the season. So, let's talk about Samhain today. All right. Samhain, which people sometimes say Samhain. Yeah. I don't know how they get Samhain out of it when it's spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. That doesn't... That's a Celtic spelling, like, like... That it's so Halloween. We're talking about Halloween, and um, it's 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 like those Celtic spellings. Like the name Siobhan has like a B in it and a V, you know. So Celtic spelling. It's I guess it's a very ancient language. Hmm. So um, I, I don't I don't know how they got that, but it is what it is. <laughs> but it's a very ancient holiday, and. It is huge, right? Well, actually, I think it's only going to get huger. Um, but just well, like, can I just, just say before we even even move any forward, it is yeah. huge right now. We are recording this, dear listener, dear listener, listener, in September. Yes. And the witches are already getting their costumes, getting their decoration, like everything. Huh? I'm like, it's it's not even. We haven't. I don't what. I, I I know what you mean. I've been, we've been seeing this since late July, like like around August. It really starts to go nutty, and then people start sharing their pictures from Michaels and Walmart and all these other stores where they can already get stuff on yeah, the or, stores. Or in don't the stores. Help. I, I, I bet if you went there now, they're probably selling Christmas stuff. But anyway, aside <laughs> from that, it's especially in the United States. So, dear listener, if you are not from uh, the United States, they they go kind of nuts here, and it is definitely a commercial holiday. And uh, just a total, I have a couple of uh, f- a couple of interesting factoids that I that I found while getting prepared. Did you know, Shoshana, uh-huh. that one quarter of all the candy sold annually in the United States is purchased for Halloween? <laughs> That's a lot wow. of candy. That wow, is, that is. I, I would have thought that had been like Valentine's Day or something. Yeah, you would think that, right? And then one more, one more. Okay. More people are buying customs for their pets, and Americans spent 
$490 million on costumes for their pets in 2019, which is more than double what they spent in 2010. So we're just setting up with the whole, uh, <laughs> the, the commercialism is it, of the commercialism of this holiday, but we are definitely going to bring it back to its pagan beginnings. Yeah, bring us back. Yeah, we're going to bring us back. Bring us, bring us, bring us back. So Halloween didn't start as Halloween. And it was originally, so Samhain was originally a pagan holiday. And that is where they, that original idea of it being a time where the veil between the living and the dead was at its thinnest. So, um, and this was in the area that is now Ireland, United Kingdom, and Northern France. Mm -hmm. And they celebrated like that witchy new year on November 1st. And the whole idea was that uh, on that new year was November 1st, and it marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the cold, you know, dark winter. And I'm going to um, make sure to have a link um, to this article where I got some of this information, but you can also do, do some research because it's, it's really quite fascinating. So the Celts, the Celtics, they thought that uh, there was going to be a lot of presence of otherworldly spirits and the Druids at the time or the Celtic priests, that's when they would make predictions about the future. So if you think about the people at this time, they're pagan, they lived off the land, they were de totally dependent on the natural world. Mm -hmm. They needed to hear about these prophecies. These prophecies were going to tell them what was going to happen and, um, and, and how they were going to survive the long, dark winter. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, so the Druids, who are the, the Celtic, um, priests they would have they would build these huge sacred bonfires and people would gather to burn crops and animals as sacrifices to these celtic deities and the celts usually wore costumes that would typically consist of animal heads and skins and they attempted to tell each other's fortunes so now does that sound familiar does that sound like anything we're still doing right now can i add a little something in there absolutely I don't know if it came from your research, but um, so when I dived into these witchy streets, um, mm -hmm. I um, I went and signed up for a course with the Magical Path School of Witchcraft. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's called Way of the Witch 101. And I think I've talked about this before. And so in her uh, it's there's a plethora of information but one of the <laughs> things was about all the 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 witchy the sabbats and the witch holidays and she talked about Samhain and when it comes to the Celts they would and, and information that she provided um Fiona Duncan who runs the school um mm -hmm. the Celts dressed up because to hide themselves from the fairies because they believed fairies to be maleficent Aha! Dun, dun, dun. They would dress up to be a boy being caught by them. Mm, okay, okay. So again, but it said the dressing up in costumes. Is that anything like what we do today? Like, I mean, people are even dressing up their pets now because they don't want their pets to be caught by gods <laughs> or, or fairies and spirits and stuff. So, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? So, um, so when 
Christianity started coming into favor, I guess you'd say. Um, they created, let's see, All Saints Day, which I believe is November 1st, which is like the day after. And then they had All Souls Day, which was November the 2nd. So basically they were trying to balance all of the the spooky um, devil making that happened on October 31st by creating these, these super Christian um, celebrations. And um, because, you know, pagans were here. <laughs> pagans were doing their thing for a really long time and they were attached to their holidays. That's, you know, if, if you've been celebrating a particular holiday for hundreds, maybe, I don't know how, how long people were celebrating it for a long time. And, and it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. People had a great time with these bonfires and making these, uh, these offerings. And it was just a, a great time for people. So all of a sudden, this new religion is coming to town and they're like, hey, hey, this is, uh, well, you know, we can't have this pagan holiday. So what they what do they do? They create something that is around the same date to try to rebrand it, to try to turn it around. So these, yeah, to co-opt it exactly or rebrand it. So even this Christian holiday, these Christian holidays of All Saints Day, All um, Souls Day, they ended up having some of those same um, activities that were going on during uh, during Samhain. So, like, still, so the bonfires, parades, but this instead of people just dressing up in costumes as um, as like animals, they would dress up as saints, mm -hmm. angels and devils. Now, how you dress up as a saint, I don't know, but that's that's what okay. it says. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this was this is a way, but this is all related to the harvest as well. See, this is the fall, and in wherever you are, whichever hemisphere you're in this marks the harvest which is when everyone is bringing their crops in because it's going to get cold people are slaughtering their animals and and just getting everything to prepare for the long dark cold winter but when you first do this in the in the harvest time you have all this food so people are celebrating people are feeling gratitude and and they're happy for the food that they have been able to to you know to to raise to uh their crops basically and as we said before they're doing um offerings they're doing animal sacrifices and they're having these bonfires and they're celebrating and not to mention being pagan there's a whole bunch of like fertility things going on too that means people <laughs> are like oh who am i gonna you know who am i gonna be with or who am i gonna hook up with so there's all these fertility um rights going on and then just you know just a lot of merrymaking and probably jumping off in the bushes and stuff because <laughs> you know the, the way history tells it it sounds like pagans are always jumping off into the bushes sounds like my kind of my kind of time although that was like before air, air conditioning so i, I mean guess what not. were they gonna do just lay in the grass in front of people i mean yes go in the bushes <laughs> there are children around yeah, but you know, life was short. You had to, you know, you had to get your fun. You could make your fun while you still could. So, mm -hmm. I just want to put out there um, that um, in the northern hemisphere, 
Samhain is on October 31st, 30th, 31st. Oh my God, mm -hmm. 31st. And in the Southern Hemisphere, I believe it's April 29th, April, April 30th. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Because in the Southern Hemisphere, it's, ups well, I don't know. We can't really say it's upside down. It's, it's just the opposite because yeah. it all depends on it's where you live. Six months difference. Right, right, exactly, exactly. But the, the, the holidays are still celebrated and you know everything is about the the weather the uh going into the different seasons so the other side of the world the seasons are the opposite yeah, so it may not be may not be halloween where you are but um, mm -hmm. that's what we just call it salon and this is salon I think, uh, Carly, we need to do an episode on the Sabbaths and the Espats. Mm. Um, so it's more because it's part of uh, Samhain is part of the what is called the Witch's um, Wheel of the Year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Samhain is a thought to be the end of the Witch's Year. Right. And Maybong would be the start. Um, but some people, some which is whatever your practice is, some of them have ended their end of the year, which is year at Yule, which is in December. Right. And they start off with the um, embolic. So it really depends on whatever you want to do. Yeah. Well, I feel, as you were saying at the beginning of this episode, the, you know, the witches that we know on social media, especially, they have been gearing up since July, you know, <laughs> and so it's this whole big buildup. So I feel the in the circles that I travel in, Samhain, Halloween is like it's the big end of the year bash. It's like it's the yeah, it's like so it's the witch's new year. So up until this point, everyone is celebrating and getting their their decorations and they're getting their altars ready and it's a sense of renewal in their in your in your magical power, in your ma magical spirit, in your you know reconnecting with your coven if you have one, or perhaps joining one, you know, like the magical you, or even you know the the red red soul flower magic family. So these are really it's a really great time to reconnect with that that spiritual magical side that is within you. But this 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 holiday has been celebrated one way or another for thousands of years. So um, if you are interested in celebrating the witch's new year, um, colors you can use. Um, I would say definitely purple. Mm. Uh, um, orange, black, brown. Mm -hmm. um, symbols you can use a broom, besom, cauldron, mm -hmm. um, skull, bones, fallen leaves. Because if you're in the northern hemisphere, they're everywhere. And everywhere. At least, at least if you're somewhere that has different seasons. Right, right. Um, if you're looking for scents, um, we have, uh, patchouli oil, mm -hmm. as I said that wrong, right? Wrong. Um, mm -hmm. a frankincense mm. if you're looking for stones, you can do, um, carnelian, you can do garnet, you can do, um, tar black tourmaline, mm -hmm. um, foods, I would definitely say pumpkin, yeah. um, uh, squash, um, apples, Mm -hmm. uh, nuts and seeds. I would also say acorns because around my area, they're like, or pine cones, they're like falling all over the place. <laughs> Herbs and spices, nutmeg. Yes. Um, go ahead and go. I think um, last year, Aunt Carlin, did you do a, um, the, the spell of the pumpkin, yeah, the pumpkin spice, spice latte? <laughs> yes. 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 
Yes, and I actually uh, am working on a new article for Witchology Magazine on the same topic. So I'm going to be talking about that. I think um, if, if you come to my Instagram feed, I'll be bringing that back because all of those different, you, you talk about um, pumpkin, for example, that's a gourd, it's big, squishy, big, <laughs> chubby, <laughs> I don't know, I don't want to say fat. People don't like the word fat anymore. I don't know. Anyway, it's a big um, gourd, and but it represents fertility abundance so um nutmeg all of those things that you when you think about a pumpkin spice uh coffee um latte or any of those things those all the different spices and the, and coffee beans and sugar like all of those different ingredients they all have magical Property. um associations so you know quick tip next time you get if you're listening to this and you and you're getting your um getting your, your pumpkin spice coffee drink um make a wish on it you know set an intention you know hold it in your hand set an intention like if you can call out things like pumpkin thank you for this for thank you for the abundance that i am receiving or cinnamon thank you for speeding it up like you know cinnamon's in there and make your set your intention and then drink it drink it mindfully don't just chug it don't just like you know whoosh it around make that intention and make your pumpkin spice coffee count that's magic exactly and i also want if you don't drink coffee tea you know what apple cider mm, there you go apple apple is also love too yeah mm -hmm. and, and that has cinnamon mm-hmm mm -hmm, mm -hmm. let's see what else what else what else you can do we um color, we already talked about the colors themes oh. themes like introspection, divination. Mm. And yes, we've talked about, you know, death, rebirth. That's yes. what comes up a lot. And honoring your ancestors. Absolutely. Great time so for that. It is thought that the veil is the thinnest during this mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And so that um, the ancestors, your past loved ones can come into the physical realm. Yes. I don't necessarily buy into that. But I do feel that because there's, as you have said before, because there's so much energy and belief into that, yes. that you know what, maybe it might be easier for people who don't, who don't easily connect with other uh, with the other side. It might be easier for them to connect. Yeah. yeah. So I'll go with that. Maybe, maybe it's not like a, a veil. Maybe it's like a velvet rope. Like, you know, you just move the, yes. the special VIP. Hey. And they just move that rope around. But like, okay, now everybody can come in. <laughs> But um, I was going to say something else. Um, oh, gratitude. Oh, so oh, yeah. with that, the um, answer to another way that you can celebrate is you can do what they call a dumb supper. Yes, absolutely. So you can prepare foods with, with the ones that are mentioned. You can Google and find some other ones that you like and make a supper. And you have a place setting for your ancestors, your family, your deities, or whoever you're working with. And then you have a meal with yourself and you are intentionally just sitting and just eating. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And make that a ritual as well. But you, and you can do that yes. anytime. It doesn't have to be just yes. Oh, and that is such a great idea. And it's called a dumb supper because it's often done like without speaking. But um, I but I've heard many people that don't do it that way. They just have you know you're setting the place with your family and you're just having this really great meal. Um, you know, with you you've set 
places for your people and it could still be loud and raucous and you're like just maybe remembering old times with your family members who have passed on and i just love that as a tradition just that idea of not just putting food on your altar but this for this particular time setting like like thanksgiving think of it like you're having thanksgiving with mm-hmm. your ancestors who have already passed on so you have this you know lovely uh table set and you place some food there and it's maybe just you but only you there in person and they're there with you literally in spirit and but it's a wonderful way to honor your ancestors and as i mentioned before gratitude is definitely another theme of this uh, of the season because you know you've just pulled in all you you've pulled in your harvest so you are grateful you're expressing thanks. We have Thanksgiving, you know, also during this period, and we are expressing um, gratitude for our the things that we have received, and also things like the lessons we've learned over over the past year. So, I think it's a very it's a reflective time, but also a lot a time for a lot of fun and enjoyment. Exactly. So, I mean, this is just. We're sharing this information. Mm-hmm. If you want to partake and do those things, you can. But if this is not does not resonate with you or is not for you, then you don't have to do it in order to be qualified as a witch. You're not missing out on anything because right. you're not always excited about um, about Samhain or All Hallows Eve or however you want to call it. Because I know for me, I'm I'm not decorating my house or anything like that. I mean, I like to look at the things where I'm like, ah, yeah. I don't feel like putting anything up or, you know, I don't really do anything special, but I do, um, I do respect that <laughs> everyone is getting all excited about. I love seeing on Instagram, everyone, their preparations, they're getting dressed, their, their special altars and yeah. decorating their house. I'm like, that is amazing. But as I said before on this podcast, I am a lazy witch and I'm not doing it. <laughs> It's not what you do. It's who you are. (laughs) Well, you know, um, you reminded me there is uh, my friend Anna. She's in the uh, Magical You group. I know she tunes in. So, hey, Anna. Uh, She has a tradition where she and her friends have gotten together. They get together every, um, well, for November 1st, that's uh, Day of the Dead. And they watch All Saints Day. Yeah, All Saints Day. Mm hmm. And they watch, yeah, so it's All Saints Day, also known as Day of the Dead, Dia de las Muertos, or de los Muertas. Ah, I'm forgetting my, my Spanish. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's a day to honor the family. So your, your family, your ancestors who have passed on. And she watches, they get together and they watch Coco. And um, it's such a wonderful movie. And like, I can't watch it without crying. But that's kind of like when you talk about the velvet rope, that is that same idea. Like, have, have you seen it? Have you seen the movie? So there's this scene where it's kind of like um, on this on the Day of the Dead, uh, this particular day, there's like all of these trains that are going from the other world or whatever the other world is back mm. to back to um back to the real world as yeah. and, and they're kind of like ghosts but they can't be seen but the idea is you want to be remembered and that is like and one of the main songs is uh recuerdame or remember me and, and one of the other big songs of coco is the song remember me and it's the idea that you your memory stays alive or you as a spirit you stay alive as long as there's someone 
that remembers you Mm -hmm. on the other side. So when you, and that watching that movie gave me such a different, or let's say maybe more of appreciation of the ancestor altars. And it was that idea that when someone forgets about you or the last living person forgets about you and they're no longer remembering you, they're no longer putting an offering, they're remembering your name at their altar, you disappear, you just disappear. And so on this one particular day, people, your ancestors are going like on these little subway trains (laughs) to visit the altars where you have left their picture, you you created mm-hmm. um, in, in the Latin tradition, they have ofrendas, those are the ancestor altars. So they have pictures of people, maybe pictures, um, things that they owned, shoes, jewelry, that kind of thing. So, um, so that day is for those people, your, your ancestors to come and visit the altars and, and the offerings that you set out for them. So, and if you don't set out anything for them or you don't remember them or you don't think about them, they disappear. It's kind of sad. Oh my God, that makes me feel bad. I'm like, oh my God. Oh no. Remember me. But no, it doesn't have to. That, this is not meant to, to make anyone feel guilty or anything. But it's just a really lovely movie it's a lovely sentiment and just a good time for reflection of of being grateful for the harvest grateful for the people who were here before you and the lessons that we learned and you know just kind of a reflection before we go into winter and then you know all bets are off (laughs) while you were saying remember i just hear uh in the lion king was it mufasa like remember (laughs) it is the whole like um the cloud thing just disappeared. Remember, I'm like, oh God, okay. All right, oh, I'm no. gonna remember my wait, wait. this year. I, I, I never, I, uh, well, confession time. Nope, I can't, I can't oh, hear it. Like, don't, don't say it. <laughs> say it, don't say it. <laughs> say it. Say it ain't so, Carla. I know, I know, so. I know. I've never seen Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> I could say the same thing about you not seeing Remember Me and my Coco, great movie. That's okay. <laughs> One day I'll see it. Right, we're judgy up in here. I haven't seen Coco. <laughs> she hasn't seen Lion King. How dare we? How dare we? <laughs> so, um, well, you know what? Before we wrap up, I wanted, I just want to talk a little bit more about Halloween. So, back to, uh, so we said more in more modern times. Halloween came to the colonies in the United States, and uh, especially when I think it was during the Irish potato famine, when people were coming over here and in, in, into the uh, United States for hope to America for a better life, they brought their traditions of mm-hmm. of Halloween or All Hallows Eve with them, and then it became. Um, because there was such a lot of uh, Protestant belief systems, very like, rah, 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 you can't do that. Um, uh-huh. I know <laughs> it, it started to, things start got a little more playful and people okay. would share stories of their dead, tell each other's fortunes, dance and sing. And, but they would also have like a lot of mischief making. So again, this is where like tricking and treating started to come by. Mm-hmm. Like kids would be like, okay, give me a treat. If you don't give me a treat, I will, 
trick you, you know, so there'd be pranks and the things like people throwing eggs. Like I didn't do this when I was in high school, but I definitely heard of people doing things like egging cars or um, throwing, what do you call it, like, like toilet paper. Toilet yeah, yeah, that's, that's what like the teenagers would do. And um, so there was, but in general, there's this vibe that they wanted to make that they, they, whoever the heck they are, um, <laughs> the powers that be, they wanted to make Halloween more family friendly. So instead of it being about ghosts and pranks and witchcraft, they wanted to have more parties, parties for both children and adults to be, um, to be more playful, have games, foods, and, and festive costumes. And they were trying to get away from the frightening and grotesqueness of Halloween decorations. So um, some of those superstitions that were present at the beginning of the 20th century um, kind of made way for more fun and frivolity. But just know that, you know, there's, there's Halloween has gone through so many different, um, I don't know, transformations, so many permutations over the years. And now it's just commercialism. <laughs> now here it is. Everybody wants to be a witch around this time. Um, everyone wants to be a witch. Everyone wants to be in a coven. Everyone wants to talk about, oh, I have psychic family and, you know, or, or whatever. Um, but I, 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 I can't get mad, you know, I mean, there's people that are definitely want to be witch. everybody wants to be a witch at this time, right, you know, and then by, by the time winter solstice is here, they're like, they're, they're gone, you know, like, where, where were you, yeah, there, there, a lot of posers come out for, for Halloween, but some people genuinely do connect to that spirituality at this mm -hmm. time, and, and you, dear listener, if you happen to be listening to this podcast and you might be thinking well i feel i feel kind of witchy then by all means i want you to dive into it i want you to you know get into it enjoy it but also do some research um i'm gonna get that link will you will you share that link um for the class the, the school that you yes uh, you're because like you learned like tell us a little bit more because like people some people who will be listening are going to be interested in learning about um their witchy path as well as the other um witchy holidays and, and sabbats and things like that so can you tell us a little bit about that class that you took sure so um i love learning mm -hmm. and whenever i start something i look to see who can teach me the most Mm -hmm. So um, I did research and I found the magical paths, the magical path school of witchcraft. Mm -hmm. There's a whole lot of other names to it. I can't remember. Um, yes. But that she has a is run by the headmistress is Fiona Duncan. And she has it's a year long um, class. Mm -hmm. So it's one on one. And every month there is a different Thing you learn the first month you learn about you know what is a witch and the different you know and then we learn about altars then we learn about energy then we learn about how to do an altar practice then we learned about the sabbats then we learned it's like how to learn every little bit just building up to um at the end where you learn every you learn a little bit of everything not everything about everything because no one got that kind of time right but at the end, you can have all this information and then you can say like okay i 
I am now a witch because I know all these things. And then, you know, you dive into and learn more about the other things. She does have a class specifically just for learning about the, the wheel of the year, mm-hmm. which is wheel of the year. Um, so if you, I will put the link in that in case you want to learn more about that. And I, I highly recommend the one-on-one class. If you're someone who's out here and you're like, I don't know where to begin. I don't know. I want to learn a little, I want to learn a little bit of everything. I would highly recommend this class. And I'll put that in the link um, below because going through this class, this course for a whole year, um, working with me on a one-on-one, it really helped me strengthen my belief in my, in, in my sovereignty as yeah. a witch and also so that I have the foundation and now I, I feel confident and now I can dive into other things that I'm like astrology, which I am obsessed with. I'm just going to go for it. Cause one yeah. of the things that also Fiona is well in is in planetary magic that you learn mm. as well. And I'm just, I'm all into it. I'm all into it all about it. So yeah. Very cool. Thank you. Because I feel like there's going to be someone, at least someone listening to this and saying, well, hey, that's me. You know, it's it's a witchy season. I'm listening to this witchy podcast. And I think that I'm a witch. And how can I learn more? So that that class, that year long class you took just sounds so amazing because if you need to have that one-on-one like really deep Mm -hmm. in-depth lesson if that's the way you prefer to learn that's totally great and then if you just want if you're looking for witchy community there is the red soul flower magic family on facebook that's a free group me and shoshana there you know just chatting chatting it away with with the other members of the community and then if you're looking for um a more if you're maybe a little more advanced and you want more of a coven situation, there is the Magical You Coven that I run and Shoshana's also involved in that as well. And then we have like a new and full moon um, rituals every every month and also um, coven classes. So, you know, and it's like a little more advanced. So depending on where you are in your spiritual <laughs> slash witchy journey, there is something here for you. So if this Halloween season is like got your spidey senses tingling, then, you know, check it out and, and uh, check our show notes for more information. Exactly. So that is a wrap. Everything else you want to know is up to you to go look up. And uh, <laughs> until next time, make something magical happen. Because you are magic. Thanks for listening to us. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you love this episode, and we know you did, please share and tell all your spiritual friends. If you have a question or comment, or just want to tell us how fantabulous we are, please send all praise to witchyandwoo at gmail. That's W-I-T-C-H-Y-A-N-D-W-O-O at gmail.com. You can also join the Red Soul Flower Magic Family Facebook group to continue the conversation. Until next time, may your manifestations come to fruition.